Welcome to the weekly update. I'm joined by Madeline White, Workplace Relations Consultant. Welcome, Maddie. Hey, Maria. So let's start with a couple of clues. The first um, clue is up on screen at the moment. Could you describe it to the viewers? Yeah, so it looks as though it's part of the map of Australia and it's a portion of South Australia. And we'll get the next clue up on screen. Could you describe what that um, picture is showing? So, yeah, so it's, I guess, another side to the map of Australia and this time it's looking um, at Victoria instead of South Australia. So based on those two clues, what do you think the topic of today's podcast is? Oh, um, it's a tough one. I'm thinking maybe because you've got from South Australia to Victoria, <clears throat> maybe travel allowance, travelling between states. That's a really good guess, uh, but you couldn't be more wrong, Maddie. So <laughs> the first piece of long service leave legislation was actually passed by South Australia and Victoria in 1862, and it provided between six to 12 months of paid leave to civil servants after 10 years of service so that employees could take multiple months to travel by sea to their home countries. So on that note, the topic of today's podcast is the long service leave clause for the medical scientist, pharmacist and psychologist agreement. So the long service leave clause looks a bit different in the new agreement. It sure does. So the long service leave clause has been modified to replicate the clause structure that's used in other major public sector agreements. The new clause is much more comprehensive and includes some additional terms which are modelled off the Victorian Long Service Leave Act to improve the overall entitlements. How is the clause structured? The clause structure is similar to our other long service leave clauses inserted into the public sector agreements in this round of bargaining. The part one explains the scope of the clause and includes defined terms which are used across each part. Part two sets out the long service leave entitlement for full-time employees, part-time employees, locum pharmacists and regular casual employees. Part three uh, is a new addition and this sets out the long service leave entitlement of other casual employees. And part four contains a series of common provisions that apply in respect of all employees. What are the key features of part one? So much like the other agreements, uh, part one contains two clauses. The first is related to scope, which we've just outlined, uh, and the second is the definitions. Are there any changes to the definitions at clause 67.2? So, yes, there are a few changes uh, and new additions. So the first change at subclause A relates to the allowable period of absence. So the allowable period of absence means the greater of 13 weeks inclusive of annual leave or five weeks in addition to the total period of annual leave, long service leave or personal leave which the employee receives on termination or for which the employee is paid in lieu. This is a, uh, an expansion of the current agreement which defines an allowable period of absence as 13 weeks inclusive of annual leave and paid personal leave uh, received upon termination. Yes. Uh, and, and the second change uh, was the definition of pay. So at subclause G, uh, it now includes the following. So where a part-time employee's hours fluctuate because the employee works additional ordinary shifts, 
uh, but excluding a permanent variation, the normal weekly hours of work will be calculated by taking an average over the preceding 12 months where this is more favourable to the employee. If a casual employee does not have normal weekly hours of work, the pay uh, is calculated in accordance with Section 16 of the Long Service Leave Act. These additions uh, definitely provide some much needed clarity regarding the calculation of pay for part-time and casual employees who don't work consistent hours. It also provides greater alignment with the Victorian Long Service Leave Act. Uh, are there any other new definitions? Yes, um, there is a new definition for uh, other casual employee and regular casual employee as follows. So other casual employees are defined um, for the purposes of this clause as a casual employee under clause 25.1c who is not a regular casual employee but who is taken to be continuously employed in accordance with the Long Service Leave Act. Uh, and regular casual employee means uh, under this clause a casual employee who's employed for a sequence of periods on a regular and systematic basis in accordance with clause 25.1c. So this will serve to differentiate the long service leave entitlements for regular casuals and other casuals under this agreement. Moving on to part two, could you take us through some of the changes? The so part two lists the entitlements that are specific to full-time employees, part-time employees, locum pharmacists and regular casual employees. Are there any changes to the entitlement at clause 67.4? In terms of the actual quantum of leave, this will remain unchanged. However, pro rata access to long service leave will be gradually reduced to six years continuous service as seen in other public sector agreements. So clause 67.4b provides the following. Subject to clause 67.6c and 67.6d, an entitlement under 67.4a Roman numeral one may be taken in advance on a pro rata basis if the employee has accrued continuous service of at least 10 years as at the date on which this agreement is approved by the Fair Work Commission or from the 1st of July 2021, nine years or from the 1st of July 2022, eight years or from the 1st of July 2023, seven years. Given that the agreement will likely get approved in early 2023, does this mean that employees will be entitled to pro rata access after eight years uh, continuous service from commencement? Yes, that's correct, provided that the agreement is approved before the 1st of July 2023. Moving to subclause 67.5a, are there any changes to the periods that count towards continuous service? Uh, so yes, this section has been expanded to include any absence from employment on defence leave in accordance with section 8 of the Defence Reserve Service Protection Act a period of absence on community service leave under the Act. Uh, in the case of unpaid absences not otherwise referenced in this subclause, subject to clause 67.9, any unpaid leave that is authorised in advance in writing by the employer to count as service or up to, but not including the commencement date of this agreement, any unpaid absences from work of not more than 14 days in any year on account of illness or injury or on and from the commencement date of the agreement, any period of unpaid leave taken on account of illness or injury, a period of parental leave, including parental leave that is extended under clause 70.10 and 70.11, uh, and the first 52 weeks of any other type of unpaid leave not specifically referenced in this subclause 67.5a Roman numeral 7. 
The new agreement also clarifies the treatment of regular casual uh, periods of employment as follows. Periods of regu regular and systematic casual employment with an employer, statutory body, institution or the Australian Red Cross Blood Service, however titled, uh, in Victoria, including prior service as an other casual employee, save that if long service leave was already taken or paid in lieu in respect of any such period, no further benefit to long service leave will arise in respect of that period. Um, are there any changes to what periods do not break service but do not count towards continuous service? So there is a minor change at subclause 67.4b Roman numeral 5 and 6 to give effect to the changes under 67.4a regarding periods that now count towards continuous service. The changes are as follows. Um, up to, but not including the commencement date of the agreement, any absence on account of injury arising out of or in the course of his or her employment not covered by a period in which an employee is receiving accident makeup pay or other paid leave, and any absence from work for a period not exceeding 12 months in respect of any pregnancy not covered by 67.5a Roman numeral 1 or Roman numeral 7. Uh, there is also a, uh, new terms regarding when leave can be taken for a regular casual employee. Clause 67.6, Roman numeral 2, sets out what occurs when agreement cannot be reached. That's right. The new subclause states that if agreement cannot be reached with respect to um, a regular casual employee accessing their long service leave, uh, the date may be determined by the employee, save that the employer may refuse the date nominated by an employee on reasonable business grounds, or the employer may direct the employee to take long service leave at a specified time and for a specified period by giving the employee at least 12 weeks written notice. Uh, subject to an order of the Industrial Division of the Magistrates Court, the employee must comply with this direction. Uh, the agreement now provides that long service leave may be taken in any number of periods of no less than one day as agreed between the employee and the employer or is otherwise agreed as part of a transition to retirement. Yes, and this is an improvement from the previous agreement which provided that long service leave must be taken in periods of no less than one week. Has there been any clarity regarding termination of employment and when uh, long service leave may be paid out? Yes, so subclause 67.7 deals with payment on termination of employment. Uh, the important subclause is at 67.7a, which reads as follows. So for the purposes of this clause, a termination of employment has its ordinary meaning, provided that it is taken to occur upon conversion from full-time or part-time employment to casual employment, uh, and it is not taken to occur at the cessation of each shift as a casual employee. What this means uh, is that if an employee transfers from permanent to casual employment when their long service leave is paid out in accordance with 67.7b, which reads, except where an election is made under clause 67.7c below, an employee is entitled to payment in lieu of untaken long service leave upon termination of employment if, uh, as at the termination date, one of the following applies. So the employee has accrued a full long service leave entitlement under clause 67.4a above, uh, in which case the entitlement shall be calculated at 1 30th of the period of continuous service, 
or the employee has an entitlement to pro rata long service leave under clause 67.4b and was not terminated for serious and willful misconduct, in which case the entitlement shall be calculated at 1 30th of the period of continuous service. Or in the case of a regular casual employee, the employee has accrued at least seven years continuous service with the employer, in which case the entitlement shall be calculated in accordance with the long service leave act. Do employees have to have their long service leave paid out when they convert from permanent to casual? So no, if an employee requests in writing to transfer their pro rata long service leave entitlement from one employer to another, the, employer will, uh, the first employer will not need to pay out the long service leave upon termination. An employee will need to notify their employer of this request and also confirm the re-employment with the other employer within the allowable period of absence. Does the first employer need to pay out pro rata long service leave if the employee doesn't confirm the transfer request and re-employment within the access period? Yes, that's right. Moving on to part three, long service leave entitlement of other casual employees. Uh, this clause confirms that long service leave will be payable in accordance with the Long Service Leave Act. Are there any additional terms? Yes, there's one additional term at clause 67.11 which allows flexible taking of long service leave at double time half pay. So employers may refuse such requests on reasonable business grounds or if the granting of leave will result in unreasonable costs. Let's jump to part four, uh, common conditions applicable to all employees. What changes are there in this part? Uh, as you would have pointed out, uh, part four contains common conditions. The two key subclauses are 67.14 records and 67.15 concurrent service. So at 67.14 records, uh, the employer will keep a long service leave record for each employee containing particulars of service, uh, leave taken and payments made, including in relation to prior service with an institution, statutory body or the Australian Red Cross Blood Service um, as provided in 67.2i. Where a transfer of business occurs, an employee who worked with the old employer and who continues in the service of the new employer will be entitled to count their service with the old employer as service with the new employer for the purposes of this clause. The challenge with records is that the entitlement is retrospective, particularly in relation to casual periods. The other clause is 67.15, which addresses issues of concurrent service. So 67.15 provides that subject to, uh, subject to subclause 67.15b, concurrent service with two or more employers remain separate and distinct. The second part at subclause B provides, in essence, if a full-time employee, part-time employee, locum pharmacist or regular casual employee transfers from employer one to employer two, but remains a casual with employer one, then they can elect to transfer their service to employer two. Employer one is then no longer liable for the accrued long service leave prior to the transfer. The clause goes on to say that the subsequent casual employment with employer one is separate and distinct to the future service with employer two. The clause goes on to say that the qualifying period required to accrue an entitlement to long service leave with the first employer does not reset. That is, the employee's prior service with the first employer can be counted when calculating any future entitlement to long service leave with the first employer. Thank you for taking us through the Medical Scientists Agreement Long Service Leave Clause. My pleasure. Each I
Thank you.